0: hello everyone hello
1: hi
0: as you can see in the background if you watched the video today is about saw Mm 2
1: yes we're on to the next one (laughs) hope you enjoyed our review of the first movie and are eagerly awaiting us discussing saw 2 and the trend that it now sets
0: uh, Adam it was your idea so i have some notes but still you have I, the floor
1: i will be driving us forward on this voyage of gruesomeness right so in the last episode we briefly touched upon the whole hostile and torture porn aspect that saw kind of introduced however it's not totally present in the first film because it's we barely see we see like maybe two or three traps and then the whole Escape the Room that really set up Saw. This is the first film that starts off a trend for every other Saw movie that we will watch, which is the opening trap scene, which in this film is Michael and the infamous Venus flytrap. So I'd like to open the floor. How do we feel for
0: an opening of a film? Well, there's something, I don't know if, um, if I talked about that in the first one. If people were just to wait and think and not jump forward, that... Um, wire that actually triggers the trap Oh, of course yeah yeah
1: yeah it's <laughs> the same in the first film a man when amanda gets out of the chair she pulls the pin on the reverse bear trap as well uh,
2: but what would you rather panic and so let something happen or just starve to death because it's not like tobin bell would have come to save you you would I, just stay there forever
0: no but i mean yeah you you think well the, the thing also is that we talked about that in some other episodes uh namely we started with that thing you do like when you're in, in under pressure and you you are a fan of someone you you don't think properly so obviously they wouldn't think properly and they would i would probably do the same as I think, he did
1: i think you know by that point if you're going to like do it or not like in your mind, if you wake up in that room, you're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. Because in the first film, they get six hours. They get a hell of a long time to cut their own feet off and figure out how to escape the room. This guy gets 60 seconds.
0: Uh, yeah, I probably would react like he did. But if you, it depends on if you're a Cartesian kind of guy or if you're, uh, you have um, Buddhist uh, principles, <laughs> you would probably just wait and uh, try to analyze, which would probably have worked. Uh, for him
2: if he didn't start the timer then the game hasn't begun correct but doesn't that mean that he would just starve to death with that thing in what you like mean? what's the difference between him not panicking and analyze the situation he would still be in that room with no one to help him yeah
0: but he has more time to think about well maybe that doesn't help well he has the time to shake himself up
1: to do what he's got to do like
2: i guess okay 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 so yeah. but would he would he i think to get to the box, to where the scalpel is, Correct. he has that, that to that would trigger it. Yeah, pull the thing. Yeah, so
0: yes, but you also got the, the he you got the explanation of what he had to do before it jumped to the box, right? Yeah, yeah, that was on awesome. So I, yeah, well- ah,
2: so so you're saying that if he just waited, heard the explanation, psyched himself up, and then ran to the box and quickly did it, yeah, right, okay. Oh, so okay but <laughs> like we did a we, round route, uh, but
0: we never got to know if there was maybe there was um, a special thing that was in place that if that ever happened like after five minutes it still started anyway now nah,
1: it's on a it's on a thing that's that timer is it's a weight thing because you see the weight get pulled up when he moves forward it's like it's like a pin pulling a pin at a grenade
2: but this is the thing as well it's like because it's a choice he did it to himself which is jigsaw's whole thing that like oh i didn't you know i he says it in this film like i've never murdered anyone i always gave people a choice mm. he talks about how if he didn't actually like take the pin off to start the timer then probably would just leave him there
1: yeah well he would die we would starve to death as you've said yeah yeah 60 seconds to realistically cut out your own eye it's not a long time is it
2: no i mean it's 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 hyperbole
1: right also like- to like dig around and find it you've got to you've got to do that within the first 10 to 15 seconds if you haven't made the cut in the first 10 seconds you'd you're finished because you're not going to do it in time
0: there's a bit that uh i know that you said uh, adam is the best bit uh the uh-huh. detectives son answering machine
1: <laughs> oh god yeah hopefully people are watching these films alongside us so we don't really need to tell you what happened in the film so we'll kind of talk about scene bits by bits and connect the story together um so we don't need to do a plot summary but yeah that whole (laughs) that whole bit where he is like i'm sorry he can't come to the phone right now
2: really really good
1: what's his his son what's his son's name again i've forgotten Uh, daniel is it daniel yes
0: i think you're right
1: sorry daniel
0: can't come to the phone right now (laughs) if you'd like
1: to leave a message
0: I think it was, uh, cons- it was an um, assumed, well, it was, um, well, done on purpose, the fact that the parallel between the first film and the second, the fact that Amanda started on the floor unconscious.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. so that you don't see that she's now in it. That, that's uh, Nuke's favourite thing is a dramatic reveal, and that's sort of a dramatic reveal for this film. That, oh wait, why is Amanda
0: back? Yeah, well, it's the dramatic reveal of the character. So it's fine. It's a dramatic reveal of actors that you have a problem with, right?
2: Yeah, I don't I don't mind dramatic reveals of characters at all, because I think that can be quite fun. It's just when it's like, you know, American and British cinema is all about realism, but then why are you dramatically revealing an actor? Mm. That doesn't make sense to me. Like either this person is playing a character, and you're supposed to believe it, or he's an actor playing a part. Which one do you want America? so for example the murder on on the orient express Mm -hmm. the dramatic reveal of johnny depp oh yeah uh, it's ridiculous (laughs) that's just my feeling anyway (laughs) (laughs) so too
1: this film really doesn't you know but i remember mainly in the first one we get the setup of like where we are this is where the film will take place for the entire film the the bathroom immediately like the first 15 minutes is in that room we don't really get to the main trap of this film until maybe like 20 to 25 minutes into the film. I think. I think it's at least 15 to 25.
0: Because it's, I, I didn't recall that the this um, escape room vibe was so early in the franchise, like in, in terms of multiple... Uh, rooms inside uh, a thingy which you didn't necessarily have in the first one well i remember
1: fa- It's number five is the big one that we talked about in comparison to jigsaw because of the it, it borrowed the idea of five people in a, in a, a room but realistically saw two does the same thing when you think about it and i think most people do kind of forget that fact i'd forgotten that too because realistically the it comes with a reveal there's only about four maybe yeah about four traps in this film there's the venus fly needle pit furnace hand trap yeah that's about four they're all spaced in different rooms oh and the in the in the the stair with the swat team ah oh (laughs) the little booby trap in the stairs
0: which yeah did it booby did did it do that for all the swat team
1: no just the first guys
0: i was okay so why so why did the other people were they just sleeping then they were on the floor and they
1: felt no they were dead the two, the, from they, what they got electrified with the cage they, right they got okay. yeah okay and okay. the guy that got his leg damaged that's not i don't think they cut it off i think it's like broken or something anyway okay I
0: missed the electrifying i
2: think the whole point was that it had um it was like a pressure thing so when he put both his feet on the one step it broke in half and then something like swung into his shin
1: yeah like how it does in the jigsaw you know that when
0: he gets his foot cut on the wires.
2: Yes, exactly. That's but the, quite, yeah. but those are wires rather than something going inside your yeah. going into your leg.
0: Oh, and there was also the the first, well, the the second one, then the the famous uh, "Do not use the key" one. <laughs>
2: yes, That's... that is genius. But I... also because of the the, the way that jigsaw dealt with the foot in the, the two people in the in the first film mm. i feel like the audience is supposed to also scream with amanda and say no no follow the rules like yeah that's the way that you survive and so i thought that was quite clever because it was like dramatic irony
1: a lot of people have said in other podcasts and media about who opens a door while looking through the keyhole
2: oh no because there's two people
1: that's what I thought of this when I watched it because it does. Does Xavier use the key on the door? Yes, right. Xavier
2: uses the key, and the guy, the businessman, he looks like a businessman, is looking through the keyhole. So it's not like he's looking through the keyhole.
1: And turning, and the, turning thing. the key. It's two right.
2: people using the door.
1: I've always thought it was just the guy doing it on his own. Mm. But no, no that's, that's true. Well, that's quite true.
0: Uh, I'll make a weird parallel now. Um, you know, Amanda says, because she, deal- she dealt with Jigsaw before, that he wants us to survive this. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a bit like a casting director during an audition who wants <laughs> us to succeed. <laughs> so from now on, just imagine John Kramer's creepy smile when you're facing an audition panel should help. That's not the
2: line. It's so true. Actually, I think casting directors well i mean maybe like really hotshot hollywood casting directors that they might put every single obstacle in front of you when you're in an audition but i feel like most casting directors that i've met in the past two years have actually really wanted you to be good and they've shown like a kindness like don't worry take your time blah 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 like everything's really cool um the only time that i found that is uh, with drama school auditions Oh yeah, is that they obviously make it really really tough because they want to see how you act under pressure how you act under scrutiny blah blah blah
1: it's also to do with the fact that that's actually a, a team that is only hired for applications like most of the time unless you get to like the final rounds you won't interact with somebody that's part of the course like most of the people on the panel are part of an audition panel for drama school like they that's what they do that's their role
0: and mm. As yeah. a faculty, mm. that's interesting. And in for film and whatever, in the audition room usually, they obviously they're rooting for you. You would be solving a problem that they've been given. Yeah. Oh, and it's so much so-
2: cheaper to get the you than go through the whole thing. So, yeah, exactly.
0: The, but the ones
1: you want to impress, and this is an advice to young actors out there, is always try and impress the casting assistant because casting assistants aren't going to be assistants forever they're going to be the people that will be casting in maybe five three to five years later you know they're the ones looking to like make those inroads early because it'll help them as they go further in their careers
2: well i i think it's also like as we were saying in in saw one that you are there for a whole project right so if you're kind to everyone treat everyone like a human being um you'll you'll go further because it's not about impressing that one top guy Mm. it's it's about you're trying to make something as a whole and you're there to do one job but you acting isn't going to make the film like there are so many other people that are integral to that film yeah So it's, it's silly to think that, oh, I only need to impress this one person. Like actually like, for example, Tom Cruise, one of the reasons why, well, they say that one of the reasons why he's so um, popular is because he learns everyone's name on set and he remembers their name and he goes back to them and he's like, oh yeah, you, uh, Jan, it was great working with it. And Jan is, you know, working as a grip you know <laughs> yeah. like it's Jan's it's, the best boy yeah he knows Jan's name and he knows Adam's name while Adam is a hotshot suit while Jan is a grip like you're gonna get the most respect out of your team
1: don't forget Dave on catering man catering as an under. <laughs> yes. Dave yeah, on catering. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you right now, catering is one of the most vital parts of any film set. If you if you ha- are doing a te- if you're having like trouble with technical like you can't get an effect to work and then you break for lunch and the the lunch is rubbish, everyone's in a pissed off mood. Like yeah. the catering team are a super vital part of any production because if you there's nothing worse than having a terrible meal.
2: I don't know if you guys have ever um worked in retail or s- like a service to someone else like
1: I mean, like catering like Yeah yeah, yeah like catering.
2: like uh yeah but also just hospitality basically. Right. And how someone who's pissed off comes in to a shop and treats you like shit and you've just ruined their day without even realizing Oh,
1: it. I've got a good story for that. Um my dad <laughs> my dad was working in a popular uh supermarket and it was like christmas time so it was like they were they used to give out like these big hamper things that like, you would pre-order them like way in advance and then you would get like say your, your christmas stuff so like parsnips brussels sprouts turkey you know like a whole big thing cranberry sauce right and somebody came back in that there wasn't any parsnips i think it was either parsnips or carrots and she looked, <laughs> she looked my dad in the eye and she went, you have ruined my daughter's Christmas because there wasn't the right things in the, in the package. And that's yeah. like, what do you say to that? Like, well, there's not a, ha- you haven't, I mean, I'm pretty sure little Sally wants up like, you know, a, a toy, like anything else. I'm pretty sure if she gets to the dinner table and there's no parsnip, she's not going to burst into tears
2: well she might but also like that's kind of a great life lessons to learn right like you don't get everything you want honey
1: when life doesn't have parsnips have carrots
2: yeah like (laughs) jesus like don't that that's a crazy thing to say to someone and it's also it's not like it's his fault
1: it's also my dad doesn't like parsnips on a general basis so in his head he's probably going Oh, she's actually quite lucky that she doesn't have to eat mm-hmm. Um One,
0: yeah, yeah. One final thing on audition. I think uh, it was Amir or Kat during your dinner part, uh, birthday party, and it's also a point in Andy Nyman's uh, golden rules for acting. If you treat any audition as a chance to actually perform, do what you love, you'd, yeah. and you care more about performing and doing your best more than actually getting the gig you you well you should help a lot with the uh after
1: that's how i treat it i i i've given up like well, i'm not saying giving up i'm like i've I've moved away mentally from going like i need to get this role because it's like mark told us a good story of somebody that used to got in the room with ridley scott and blew it because he was in a room with ridley scott like it got to him like you've just got to go in and go i've got this opportunity I've got to give it a go and try something, and if it works out. It works out. If it doesn't, there'll be other chance. There'll be other chances.
2: Yeah, it's like it's like a bonus, right? It's like if you get the job, that's that's a bonus. But mm. actually, use the audition to do what you want to do. Which is why, if you're doing it to be famous or to get money, like don't get into acting because there's no <laughs> point.
0: I, yeah you've Getting got some all, musically all those fears flying f- uh, failure every, everything that comes i we were watching uh, eight days a week just earlier and i was wondering that while i was watching them they were just starting out if they well they felt like confident and really knowing what they were doing even though i was so young uh, in front of seven thousand people i was like wow i don't know if uh, i'd be curious to know what they were feeling on that level at the time yeah yeah, yeah. uh Shall we talk about um, um new title? Shall we talk about Obi and the waste of two syringes?
1: <laughs> Obi, man, I said this when we watched it. Obi is an underrated and value character of the Saw series. Like, I love Obi. He's, he's just so he's just so doesn't give any shit at all. He's just like, yeah, I did it. I kidnapped you. I'll go and get them. Yeah, his his death right is is avoidable because surely once you've been burnt if you're in a situation where you're burning alive getting a little more burnt isn't going to be any worse than being burnt alive
2: I don't know I feel like okay so I think horror does that a lot like you start asking yourself like oh would I do that or oh that's a stupid thing to do oh my god that was so brave or that was so clever I would never have thought of doing that obviously we don't know what we do because I've never been in a furnace (laughs) to Hopefully. get to get a, a point a, you know an, an-, an antidote. antidote
1: that's okay. another thing like <laughs> about antidotes right do I, if you if you're constantly breathing in a nerve agent topical this actually being in britain um <laughs> oh god um, mm. if you inject yourself with the if, with the antidote but then continue to breathe in the nerve agent surely it doesn't like help because you're just layering it on top
2: um, do you think no, because, uh, well,
1: well, I mean your, your body would start repelling it because obviously you've got the, you've got the antibodies in to fight and it's fighting off the, the things that are killing you inside. Well, but, yeah,
2: but it's like, if you go to, I don't know, um, India for the first time, you have to take anti-malaria tablets.
1: Well, that, okay. We'll use anti-malaria. So like you get malaria, you've been breathing. You've been bitten by a mosquito that's carrying malaria well and then never you take know. and then you take the malaria tablet to deal with it but then you can't keep getting bit by mosquitoes that carry malaria uh, yeah.
0: wait uh, because the thing is that there are some stuff that you have to take in advance to prevent that thing so that's yeah, it, different than the actual antidote that you actually have to consume it to so that you are actually saved from that all right stuff.
1: what about what about venomous like scorpion or spider bite you get mm. bitten by one of them and then you take the antidote, and then you get bitten again. And uh, that—that's a good question. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. That one works.
2: I don't think that. Well, yeah, I okay, get. Yeah, okay. But that's kind of different because. Is it? No, maybe not.
1: I don't know, but anyway, what I'm just saying is, like, the antidote thing is, like, I—I I, I assume it would—it be they would survive. They would not die, but they would still be pretty ill.
0: I, th- I think you need to get yeah. used to that because, okay, my my um dad was allergic to dogs and cats all his life right uh, but when we were born and he decided to have dogs around he got some injections right so like um, basically it's like uh, dog uh, hair like uh, but some some kind of stuff like yeah like any
1: got, any anti any antibiotic
0: yeah uh, any uh, um,
1: vaccination sorry
0: yeah that, that you get uh, a bit of that stuff that is dangerous uh, small in small doses and mm. then you get mm. used to it mm. so that poison thing is a question i have no yeah. idea uh well, anyway <laughs> he
2: does talk about how he in three hours the door opens but you die in two yeah so maybe it means that once you take the, anic- a- the anic-
1: take the anecdote yeah the, anic- the antidote party.
2: yeah once once you take the antidote oh i'm gonna have a problem with that one oh <laughs> i can feel it already um once you take the
1: antidote Sorry, all right we edit the podcast i can we could take we can get you saying antidote and we could take it you saying anecdote, you know, it's
2: antidote. okay. Let's take
0: the anecdote. Oh my God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, uh, Is
3: that
0: uh, Dr- Dracula and Osferatu? That, uh, wait a moment.
1: <laughs> That's not. That's not a cock. <laughs> no, sorry. That's not a rooster.
2: Um, okay. <laughs> once, yeah. once you take the antidote, um, for the you know another for the rest of the time for two hours you're fine until you can go to hospital
1: right okay i
2: I, mean that that was my theory that it just kind of prevents it for another two hours so until the door opens
1: we also don't know how long they well we do we'll see it later on and i think in SOB three or five or something we see people we see this the events before that test starts Anyway, that's in the future. We'll or, see that.
0: Or, or maybe that antidote actually gives you weapons to fight. Yeah, well, you're treated, but then you have the weapons to actually fight when it comes back. So you're actually, if it's safe, I don't know. I yeah, not yeah sure. that's true. You become
2: Spider Man. Yeah, I, I <laughs> did. I did biology
0: in high school, but I, I have no idea. Yeah, me too. Uh, but we, I don't, I don't know how that works. We all
2: did.
3: <laughs> we
0: finally got a, an idea about what uh, John Kramer's motivations are. He says at some point, if I gave you the date and time of your own death it would shatter your life entirely. So um, I think that John Kramer is a bit like Thanos. Uh, <laughs> he, <laughs> All right. His reasoning makes sense uh, in his worldview, but the rest of the world thinks he's mad. Yeah. Uh, uh,
2: well, it's it's also like um, the villain in Black Panther.
1: Oh, yeah, the Killmonger.
2: Killmonger. Like, you, you can kind of understand where he got there. And it's actually a really interesting thing to say and also to fight against. Like, of course we should all live our lives. Like we're going to die at some point, but we don't because we think, you know, like I'm 26. I have another 50, 60 years left to live. So I don't really have to do work tomorrow, do I? Because I've got 60, you know, like that's the way that we live our lives, but actually we should be like Uh, actually, I'm going to die in 60 years, so I might as well do everything I want to do every Mm. single day. Uh, Killmonger's thought process was that, why is all the money and all the wealth and all the the good heritage in one place when there are black people all over the world suffering? Mm. Right? Mm. And so it's like, yeah, I understand, but the way that you are doing it Is wrong.
0: Yeah. Well, it's um, yeah. I know that it's like this. So I'll just uh, remove half, and I know that will work. There is no worries. I I said I said to my brother a few weeks ago. Yeah, in in a sense, I can I can see his point of view. If I was in his shoes, I would. Probably say the, th- the the same. It was like, well, uh, no, no, it's just, it's just like he's mad. You remember? Yeah, it was the, yeah. but you know, it's just, it's just like um, John Kramer. He, if you had this kind of um, experience, there, there is a, a French movie about a guy who got diagnosed with cancer. And he is not, just like Walter White, actually, he's not announcing that to anyone. But his way of dealing it is making sure that he is being the worst. Asshole it can be to everyone. He knows so he can leave without anyone being sad. It's a very strong French oh, film Yeah uh,
1: That is so screwed up. So venturing back into the realms of yeah uh, Xavier the asshole. <laughs> Oh, my God. Xavier. Xavier. sounds like a villain from the Power Rangers. And uh,
0: the needle pit is one of Tobin Bell's uh, favorite uh, trap, actually.
1: Well, we, before we just did this episode, I showed you two some behind the scenes stuff of how they made the, the, the needle pit scene. Um,
2: oh, painstakingly.
1: I mean, it's, it's so intense, that scene, you know.
2: Yes, but I mean, that's all the actress which is incredible yeah shawnee smith the... is
1: very is good in this film she's
2: really good really good i think she was good in the first one too like i believe her the whole time
1: to get in that pit also in fo- uh, she's four months pregnant while shooting this is also very like yeah. admirable too
0: yeah mm, mm, mm. um yeah that, yeah the that we saw in the documentary how they they treated the needles and everything it was fiber optic <laughs> Yeah, and we we have a personal connection to that specific trap, especially the way that uh, <laughs> they, they tried to open the door. Didn't, don't don't we?
1: Yeah, I um in the escape room we did with Emma last year, um at the very end, I dropped the key. Oh, did I drop the key or did I? I didn't. I don't think I dropped it. I just couldn't get it to open the door. I couldn't open the door. I kept turning it the wrong way or something. Yeah, you I t- don't think I dropped it. I took a, I took longer to do it, but I know what you mean. Yeah, it's hey when you get there, you're like, oh Christ, which way do you go?
0: yeah well, let's talk what do you think about the most efficient people in that movie uh, when john kramer says at one point the tech teams arrived <laughs> the tech team the tech team is on their way it's like how big is the city they live in
1: or what what what's the tech team doing like are they on a more important job to, i know like, this
2: this is a serial killer they're talking about we've
1: got john kramer and there's a test going on get over here now yeah it's like um wait a minute we're actually rebooting the wi-fi in the in the in the headquarters of the base we'll be yeah. there in like 25 minutes
0: i'm just finishing tetris sorry well <laughs> thinking about it i was wondering uh if it wasn't uh big be- like everything was happen- happening at the same time but no we we have a two hours countdown so we know that it's in the course of two hours mm. uh because yeah, if every- everything happens at the same time the tech team like you know there's movie time and real time time so <laughs> real time time yes uh, but we yeah obviously there is a two hours countdown which was yeah. moving forward
2: it's interesting as well because in hindsight you realize that there's a timer because daniel's oxygen tank is decreasing right that's no,
1: the timer is for the safe to open that's what that timer is yeah So yeah. the safe that daniel is in when that timer hits zero it will open and daniel's there so the test. Oh, so that's fine. The He'll whole all... game. The whole game is because in the. So we'll establish now A and B plots, we talked about briefly in the first film. Shall we establish what we believe A and B is? So we do A is the test subjects and B is the detective story? Uh-huh. Or sh- shall we do that from now on? So every film we get to A plot is traps, B, B plot is detectives. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's fine. Yeah. So the B plot, even though it's kind of presented as an A plot because of um donnie Wahlberg's car eric matthews is is really the main test in the in the whole film is for him just to sit and have a conversation with john kramer for two hours but john already knows that he's not going to do it because that's why the whole that's the whole way is to set up because john is this mastermind of human nature i guess
2: yeah and he knows that a police officer who's corrupt who plants evidence and manipulates and blackmails people to Mm. get them, you know, convicted. And also someone who has used um, interrogative ways of getting their confession Mm. is not going to be a type of guy to be like, Okay, yes, Mister Serial Killer, I'm going to listen to you for two hours, and I'm going to obey the rules because yeah. he's not a rule mm. rule obeyer. I'm
1: not a guy that obeys by the book. Mm. Exactly. We, I we, throw the rule book away. <laughs> <laughs> du- 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 du.
0: <laughs> we still haven't reached the level where it's uh, confusing as hell. No, uh, we're, it's yeah. the the, we, the poetics were shattered on this one. <laughs> it started because the Bayan. And the A and B plot were not uh, intercuts. Well, I mean, it was not that the the the, the action didn't. Uh, well, there was a time difference basically. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, re- and it's what is nice is like it's, it. Those are re- like you get in heist movies like recordings instead of live feed kind of stuff. Uh, but still, if I, I've seen that once or twice before, and still you still enjoy it. a oh, lot, yeah. You're still like, but why? Okay, so they're in the room, but uh, the um, uh, cup lady can't see that. What, what, so y- you know, but you still enjoy that whole uh, process.
1: Yeah. Well, I believe that the, the A-plot happens the day before they raid John's room. Because we see, his er- at the very start of the film, we see Donnie Wahlberg collecting his son from an electrical store that he's tried to shoplift from. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, I'm going back to stay with mum this weekend. And he disappears. It ha- he never gets to the mum. Clearly, he never gets to the mother. So I think that the the whole A plot happens the day before the B plot.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, I agree,
1: which makes it even more like because for years I always thought it's like is this just happened like a couple of hours before like they've just missed it, but no, it really it really does seem by like even the sort of windows that we kind of see in the in the house that is dark and they raid the um they raid John's room when it's daylight, even though that was weird because it was like seven it was like half seven at night I'm like God it must be like. The middle of summer, like still light at half seven at night.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But, summer. Yeah. So yeah, the, the time, time is going to get even more confusing because we haven't even got to flashbacks yet. Like when we're jumping in and out between films. Um,
2: yeah. And also like, mm, there, there isn't enough, like it's only film two, right? So there's, <laughs> it's, it's not like it can be overcomplicated yet.
0: No. Um, Yeah, I'm curious how the writing works, because in some series, like when they want to add drama, they have... Uh, someone called, there's like an interrogation room and they have someone call and it seems important, but no one wrote uh, anything about what was said on the phone. (laughs) They think about that in later episodes. I'm I'm really, because I have a feeling and it all makes, yeah, well, you need to be focused and that's not the one that you go for five minutes to the toilets in the middle, uh, especially in the later ones. Oh, hell no. Um, But yeah, the feeling there was uh, really uh, many brain power in the writing rooms. Oh
1: yeah! I think they got that. They got the the license to do that when they realized how well the first film did. Like when they start seeing the big money because it made a huge. It made like a hundred million, I think, in it.
2: Yeah, so that's like. um, It made
1: a hundred times its budget back, really.
2: Pretty much, yeah.
1: Um, They had the ability to go right. Where do we want? Where do you guys want to go with this? And it's when we watch the next one it's clear because that's the, the final film that the two the original creators are involved with like they walk away from the table after part three it's it's interesting to see what they came up with afterwards because obviously the first film is meant to just exist on its own and it can exist on its own because it was their own idea and they had it for like we don't know how long they had the idea for but that I mean, was a what few,
2: they was a few years probably yeah. yeah
1: so that's what they had and now they've gone okay we can kind of open up here and what what do we want to expand on
2: well what's interesting is that someone wrote this script and then it was called something else and was sent to producers and different people and you know big production companies and then it's someone realized along the way that like um the saw guys so Wanell and one one, J- one? james one yeah um were on something else so they, it's not like they could bring them on board, but they realized along the way that this could be Saw 2.
1: Oh, that's interesting. I didn't S- know this.
2: So it's at some point got to Hoffman, who's the director,
1: mm-hmm. right? You, Gregory so. Hoffman. He's either a producer or a, he might come on later on as a director, but he might be on this one. I'm not yeah, too sure. Um, I'll check that out because they uh, go through so many directors. Three
0: names, like something, something, Bozeman, I think.
2: No? Right. So anyway, it was taken to Hoffman who was on the film of the first one um he realized that yeah this can definitely be used as Saw 2 um so i don't think it was actually
1: No Hoffman is a, he becomes later on it's currently directed by Darren Lee Bousman is the director of Saw 2 but Greg, Greg Hoffman is a producer
2: Right. So it was it was taken to the producer of, of, of this film and then he decided, Oh, actually this could work as Saw Two. Right, okay. And then one L and one were brought back to like pretty much skim through it and see if they could change things.
1: Oh, so like there was never a plan to do Saw Two? Like from No well from the two the guys that made the first one?
2: I well I think I think no I don't think so. I don't think there was a plan from them, but I do know that they probably had an idea to do Saw 2, but they had no idea. It's not like this This script started off as Saw 2. It started off as another film and okay. then throughout the production s- sorting out, um you know like bringing it to meetings and all this kind of stuff they
1: figured right we could use this as saw two.
2: actually this could work as saw two, and then they couldn't bring the all oh, the saw one writers on board immediately because they were doing stuff on another film at that point right. but they used that script and then they brought those two uh, as like freelance to be like guys can you like scrim read this and they put their little bits and you know two cents in and right, then they so were start, like oh actually this could
1: be so too. So you start adding like characters from you like start adding John Kramer and Amanda and so on and forth into the script and seeing all right how does this change it sort I of
2: thing. think that that's what ha- yeah that's yep. probably what they brought in.
1: Okay that's interesting. Well
0: you'll never know how your stuff will be received and the success it will have like um the very first season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer was just ten episodes They just trimmed everything and they just launched that out there and it was massively popular and then uh, six other seasons followed. Yeah. Jo, some people higher up uh, noticed Joss Whedon, who did the script for the film, which was terrible. The film was just terrible. Uh, but some people knew, and now years and years later, he uh, well, he's done his own stuff, but he went to do the Avengers and stuff. So uh, mm. yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, again, he wrote the Alien uh, Resurrection script, which uh, is. Uh, one black mark on his resume according to him because i actually enjoyed the fourth
1: one well it's better than the third one anyway yeah yeah that's why everyone enjoys it so much
2: um (laughs) i'm always worried to go back after the first one to a film there are so many like second and third films that i just haven't seen because i'm just
1: worried it's going to ruin the whole thing for me but it's interesting i that you bring up that that it wasn't always planned as saw too so what do we think what was the other film what I mean, aspects of this do you think? Do you think it was the people? Obviously, I reckon the script might have had something about people being trapped in a, in a house. And they went, oh, this could be Saw too," Because it's the idea. Because the only thing that Saw had at the moment was you had people trapped in a room and they couldn't get out. And you had a guy making like traps and you had detectives trying to f- figure out a serial killer. That's the only real big things you have as a Saw movie at that time. Because we've only got Saw 1.
2: Yeah. So it was only after the Hoffman and Bozeman, they wanted to produce the desperate. That's where the script started.
1: Oh, um, right. So the producers wanted to make that film. And when then when they, they realized.
2: S- when they started having conversations about it, they were like, actually, this could be the script that we need for saw two. And then ah. they brought in one L and one to use the saw, you know, traps and, oh, uh, sorry. Um, the characters, right, and bringing it into the Saw universe, um, but the traps and the deaths and the and certain characters are actually from the Desperate Script, which was supposed to be produced as a one thing.
1: Oh, okay, well,
2: so that just goes to show how your script could be used for a franchise that wasn't even supposed to wasn't be not at all <laughs> as your th- oh, it's crazy
1: it's mm. funny because if they hadn't made that link we'd never get well we might have had a completely different of series actually um, you never know it's yeah. crazy yeah just yeah. um, things happening at
0: the right time two eight nine sixteen and so on uh would you remember all those numbers absolutely not <laughs> I'm good with
1: lines, because obviously uh, that's what I do as an answer. Like, I'm good with lines, I'm good with lyrics, I'm good with all of that. Numbers, not so much. I don't know why. Numbers, I forget.
2: Adam will actually tell you that I'm really good at remembering numbers, because I'm usually the one that reminds you what the code is <laughs> if you're playing, like, Alien Isolation, Yeah, like, put, put any a game. Ga-
1: yeah, any game that I need a code, I'm like, what was the code again? She's like, uh, oh, it was this. I'm like, how the hell do you remember?
2: Usually, this? like, four or five numbers I can I can remember.
0: You remember them as numbers? Like, or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because, uh, one of the, so you've got uh, memory championships and stuff, and you've got plenty of uh, methods to, to learn numbers. Mostly is to like assign one uh, number, uh, an, an image, the, the silliest possible. And, and then if you have multiple numbers, like to, to make transitions between those, but it, it has to be, uh, unconscious or, or yeah. else it takes five hours. Like, but yeah, or else it takes, uh, way more time to actually think about those. But, but once you're, when you have the habit, the habit to do that, uh, I used to know, uh, uh be able to learn a deck of cards, uh, a shuffled deck of cards. And recite it after. Well, uh, there was something that, but needs uh, training. And uh, but it's all about me making images in your brain. Silly, silly, the the most silly uh, images possible.
2: So with numbers,
0: the numbers, Mason.
2: It's actually what happens in my brain, and also this is natural. So this isn't going to help anyone. This is just the way my brain works. Is that I remember it being on screen. so the way that i had just seen it it, well yeah i guess so which which is why when i'm learning lines i'll highlight it because that actually helps me because when i'm thinking back on a line i remember me highlighting and that's how i remember it
1: interesting so
2: so the way that i'd remembered the line uh, sorry the numbers is i remember him going to each person and like uh looking at the number on their neck and i that's how i remember it
1: i i remember i learn lines by remembering myself saying them mm. which is right. so it's like a it's like a loop that builds up like i can so I, it's audio yeah I'm, i've mm. always been it's, that's probably actually because i grew up listening to audiobooks probably. so i'm so used to hearing stuff over and over and over again and it sinks into my mind Possibly. it's the same with lyrics that's how i remember lyrics completely because i can remember myself hearing the song and then yeah. saying the song and then it's a loop it builds yeah but that's just
0: me yeah uh, my, mine is a bit more photographic i think mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh I am not that well with numbers. I need if I'm focused and I'm actually enjoying what is happening, uh, but la- for lines, yeah, it's way, way more photographic. Yeah, I test myself. You know uh, what uh, Mark said you shouldn't do if you're not used to it. Um, at the well, you, you read the line and then you repeat it in your head and then you hide it and test yourself, mm. which is. Uh, if you know all the imagery methods and everything which are faster and more efficient and more durable uh, that one the testing is not the most the, the best one but for me it works
2: yeah, yeah I think as well like with with learning lines you have to have loads of different things right because mm. you have to know them so well that you don't even think about it because then you have to think about what the other person is doing in the scene your the way the things that you have to do in the scene if you're holding something and then you have to think about like camera angles and blah 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 so if you're still thinking you can't obviously i can't like uh, do one thing
1: if you're still thinking about lines there's no way you're acting. No, exactly. You're, you're not there. You're, you're somewhere
0: else. Yeah. You're separated yeah. from the scene. There, there are there's some, you wouldn't uh, think they are, but they are some gory, like when, uh, and weird stuff also, when uh, Xavier is removing the back of his head skin. <laughs> that
1: scene is ridiculous. Yeah,
0: and puts it in his pocket. He puts it in his pocket, like, I'm going to keep this
1: for later.
2: I he doesn't even well, look at
1: the number, I don't think we don't see it.
2: We never see it no. I love as well, like he doesn't write anyone else's uh number, but that one he needs to keep in his pocket because that's the one he'll forget. like I, I mean, don't understand true, that thought process um <laughs> like I think but do you know what that I feel like that was an act of panicking and not thinking what he'd do in the scene. I don't think he, uh, the director told him to do that. I think it was literally like the director didn't tell him what to do. And so he panicked and thought, okay, I'm just going to slip this in my pocket now because I I have no idea what to do with it. I don't
1: think so because we have a separate shot of the pocket. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. He takes it off and then it's another shot of like his waist and he puts it in his pocket. Uh, No. I'm sure it is.
2: I don't remember that shot, Adam.
1: I don't remember it to be uh, two shots, but uh, yeah. But it pans down even if it's not too short we get a distinct thing of him putting it in his pocket
2: yeah but it's 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 uh it's still his his core you see his core yeah. it's not like it's focused on his pocket so i feel like that it's not the director deciding okay we need a shot of him putting it in his pocket it's just that okay this is the shot and the actor just panicked and thought okay i'm not going to throw this away because that's going to look unprofessional i'm going to put it in my pocket because I don't know what, I just don't know why the director would say, can you keep that piece of skin you just cut off your neck? I like, that just feels like, that just looks like something that I would do as an actor, panicking.
1: <laughs> I guess, I guess, I don't know what I would, honestly, I don't know what I would do if I, I, I would keep like it I or would see, if i throw it away.
2: throwing it away
1: just gotta go back and pick it up later like fuck, yeah. what was the number again oh yeah this i mean it must have taken some
0: time to film that
1: i mean if i was in that situation by the way this is how it would go for me i'd go right it's eight two and oh, have to go back and look at somebody else's net like just double check like if they'd had if he go- obviously then he doesn't get the knife until he when when does he get the knife it's in where do, where does he find the the, the knife
0: uh it- it takes it from a body, I think doesn't he or no
1: it's not it, it's from no it's from the downstairs where obby is it's in the in the mannequins that's where the knife is Okay, because uh. he threatens obby with it earlier in the film to get in the yes to get in the furnace
2: that's when the girl breaks the bottle top and she's like yeah if you he, put I, re-
1: me in I reckon if he had that knife from the beginning i.e., like he kept that after the obby's test he would have cut off the neck pieces but because he doesn't have it by that point, he just remembers them. I think that would have made more sense. Because it does feel like a left field. He cut on oh no. the...
2: But then how cool is it to then take out ten pieces of neck? Yeah, but
0: you like wouldn't That's not going to
2: look good out as a piece of film. Like, you, like no one wants to watch that.
0: And they want to keep it as a surprise when he does that to himself. That's also thats probably
1: why he doesn't do that. It's probably for the, the dramatic, oh my God, he's going to cut his own neck he's just hacking away <laughs> like, oh it, how are you doing that like and also would if you miss the number like imagine you just cut it too short and you've only got like a tiny bit yeah. like it's it's meant to be it's either a five or a two you're like oh shit what is
2: this that's what i thought it's like what if you cut halfway through the thing it's like that could be a zero or it, it could be an eight
1: it's like oh it's a six it's between the 10 and
0: 20 I, I don't know i thought about the same thing at the time yes did it was you really the, uh but he, yeah but you could see like the the cut was very obviously because it was silicon or whatever very large anyway so yeah. could... oh, it was
2: massive it was like a whole <laughs> length of his neck um, oh
0: to go back to the the b plot yeah, the mm-hmm. b plot
1: um the whole the best part of this film I used to think was all the stuff with John, you know, talking to Jigsaw at the table. But I watched it again. I'm like, you know, the traps in this one are pretty good. I did enjoy the whole being in the house. I was like, I forgot how much it actually does work.
2: Yeah, it does. It does work. I I think because the story is is actually quite complicated and intelligent. Like, so you actually are interested in what happens next.
1: Mm. I do like how they don't spend a lot of time looking for him. Like, it's almost they find before we even get to the. Almost like an inverse of the last film, the first 15 minutes, is um, the B-plot, as opposed to being in the room. It's finding Jigsaw after the events of the first film. Mm-hmm. Although we don't know how long it's been since Saw 1. That's never addressed.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, because... Th- be later on. I guess you're supposed to think that it's a while because you see the bodies of... Adam Lawrence and, Gord- or-
1: and Zip and then Dr. Gordon's foot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
2: and that's like quite a de- decomposed body no
1: yeah they become skeletons later on I think so <laughs> yes they do they are skeletons by at least the final film when the they ends with that but um but yeah it's 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 still it must be at least a couple of months is for sure
0: um there is something here uh, th- okay it's probably going to go deep in a few seconds um there is one line in there um the cure for death. Immortality, right? So there's something I've been wondering for years because I've been asked questions a few times uh, by my brother. I think actually. Okay, we're living. We're doing stuff. We're we're podcasting right now. We're having trying to get acting gigs. What because of the whole theme uh, here of not appreciating life enough and that kind of um, what would you say your your kind of I don't know end goal or why do you continue on uh leaving oh <laughs> <What laughs> wow m-
1: that's deep for a saw podcast isn't just it? just
0: kill yourself <laughs> <laughs> um, no i mean like what, what do I want
1: wa- are you asking uh, what do no, i want to be remembered for
0: that's yeah it's one another, uh, be remembered uh, what you want to achieve uh because you only get one shot anyway so what do you want to be remembered for yeah that's one the the last of stuff uh, i heard yeah
1: one uh, of the what, my key the goal period of my acting pyramid at the moment is to do something on in the national theater stage. And um, that's one of my goals in life to get to that point. It doesn't matter what, what role I am. I could be backstage doing something cause you never know how your career is going to progress, progress. You know, they could end up doing, you know, a podcast, the national theater, like you end up, I end up producing or working on the national theater podcast. That'd be, that would be equally as cool, but just something involved in that, the national theater. I think that's what I'm aiming for, I think, hopefully with acting, but I don't mind how I get there. I just like the whole creative vibe of the national theater.
2: Yeah. I I don't know if it's because of my age or if I'm always going to think like this, but I've always been quite selfish. (laughs) Like I don't really want kids. (laughs) I, I don't have this whole thing of like, I want to be remembered in. In the way that most people talk about it, like
0: no, but I mean, uh, sorry to stop you there, but I mean, remembered you could be remembered via having kids, like okay, you you right yeah,
2: and that's what I mean. That's I agree with you. It's like I've never had that feeling of like I need my seed to carry on, or you know, this kind of thing, and like I want to inherit, uh, have pass someone, on a legacy, pass on, thank you, pass on certain things, like so i have always been like i'd like to be remembered for just kind of carrying on (laughs) like not that sounds really depressing but i just mean like through all the shit and Uh, the bad stuff like she carried on like she kept going
0: powering through
2: yeah yeah exactly like finding the good
1: you want to be remembered for being strong basically right yes yes yeah
2: but also just someone that didn't give up finds the good in everything Mm. Which I try and do, like I fail all the time. But yeah, but
1: you tr- you make a situation work for you. If, if you fail at one aspect, you'll come back and try again at another angle. That sort of thing.
2: Yeah, and it might take me a while to get there, but I always, at some mm. way, get to that point. On a selfish note, I want to perform with um, RSC. Mm. <laughs> like um, that's my that's my on top of my goal pyramid.
1: RSC, uh, prob- or
2: at least like a rep theatre. I should like
1: probably uh, uh, sorry. I should probably answer how you answered as well because I kind of did a go one as well. Um, remembered, I, 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 don't know. I, if honestly, in aspects to this podcast, if we had one person listen to this and got somebody to watch a film that they didn't really think they were going to watch or have an opinion about something about film or got into film because of listening to these, I think that's quite something to be remembered by. You know, creating something that encourages other people to get invested in film is quite is quite an achievement. Uh, that that would be quite nice.
2: And I've always thought that, you know, when you listen to something or you watch something and you think, oh, that person is great. And, or, or for example, like you might, I don't know, write an email to someone saying that you inspired me or you write a review and it's like a good review. Um, that you always want to be that. I've always thought I'd love to be that person Mm. that like, yeah. Inspires someone in a way. I mean, look at us, we
1: started this with like with the idea that uh, nobody will listen to this and we're doing pretty well.
0: Oh, yeah, what you just said, it was uh, what I was saying that was my uh, reason for doing stuff, uh, um, that you would at some point have someone who could come and say, yeah, you inspired me in some way. Uh, but now, because my brother has been asking me that question for five years or something, <laughs> And which is uh, kind of funny because I just asked you like five minutes ago and you came up with plenty of stuff. I'm still confused.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was, ju- was just thinking on the spot though, like, oh, we've got to have something. Have I sat there and thought about it? Like the questionnaire, like our answers on the questionnaire, I probably would say completely different answers now than what we did on the day because we're just like, uh, what? Well, mm. <laughs>
2: right, right.
0: Right. But yeah, no, the thing is that um, yeah, I think the last time you asked me that is three years ago and I was depressed. On a um, um, female reasons at the mm-hmm. time, and well, yeah, I kind of powered through. Well, it was hard, but when I have, it's not like escaping. But yeah, I, I now, now I reframe. Thanks to in a game, actually, uh, I won't be great uh, grateful enough for that in a game thing that I discovered two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, reframing and uh, having powerful images to replace the bad stuff when that happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's mostly worked for me, the inner game with past stuff, not necessarily future stuff. I need to work on that still. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I, um, what I want to me, I I can't, I I really, I'm not sure. You've achieved one of your goals that you wanted to do. I mean,
1: three years ago, could you imagine being on the stage doing Polonius, (laughs) you know, at, at the Edinburgh Fringe?
0: I mean, that's
2: super brave. So you've
0: done something, you know, like there's always, you've always got that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That what I mean is, I'm not sure what I mean really, but uh, is that, yeah, there's this acting, well, uh, I'm kind of glad that stuff happened three years ago that made me completely change. uh, And that in all this like um, uh, snowball effect that I'm now here, uh, where I'm today yeah mm-hmm. uh, because this acting thing I was uh, was so told was, I was at the school then, then the Navy because I didn't know what to do with my life and then when the, the, the Navy uh, was became annoying and stuff so I I worked at the Vineyard for a year and then I had this uh, thing which uh, also again uh, I'm happy that uh, I um, Paul knows uh, Mark Westbrook uh, which was a, a little touches, links, and like uh, the chain um, bits that uh, makes it that I'm here uh, today again. Um, but yeah. It's uh, it's funny
1: how we're all here out of mishap. Like something else went wrong and we ended up in Glasgow. <laughs> like I, I I auditioned for drama school and all my other friends were going off to uni and stuff and I I didn't want to do that and I was... I was like, I don't want to be trapped in Dunfermline forever. And I got lucky that the, it was the second year I applied for drama school after being at high school. Um, having been at ACS for like two years, Mark went, oh, I'm doing, I'm finally doing the full year course. So I applied for that and I got lucky to get on that. Yeah. And you, you discussed before about how you, you left the Navy and you, the, on the vineyard and then with Paul, you ended up in Glasgow and in a you, you know, you're, you're, I don't know if you've told the story that you were at, you did a year, you were in a year for an acting course and you stopped mm-hmm. and then you needed to get out of London yeah, and then you ended up here yeah, and because of all three of these mishaps we're now here recording episodes of a podcast that we never knew that was going to be if anyone would listen or not so life really you can't plan life because the best opportunities you get come out of mishap really i think
2: oh definitely the
1: way you deal with not going the way you want to go always usually pans off for the better you know
2: definitely um i i mean don't go john kramer
1: No, don't go drunk anymore. Or Thanos. Or Thanos.
0: (laughs) No, but the the times when stuff happened and eventually turned out good was when you, it's as always in life, turn down your guard. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. And it hurts on if it doesn't work on the day, but then, yeah, today it's uh it's all kind of sort of uh, fine.
2: yeah because you learn from it and then you're a stronger person which makes you a better person and then you're more likely to like take risks and do kind of crazy things like start a podcast (laughs) and move to glasgow and you know like to me glasgow was such a random place like (laughs) i had no idea you know scotland i didn't even think about
0: I'm sure Jan felt the same.
2: Yeah, like who ever thought that I'd live in Glasgow, of all fucking places?
0: The the only Scottish uh, idea I had uh, told that already a few times were Highlander and Braveheart. So, you know. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, your whole life has been verging on to, towards Scotland.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah and Jan really is Christopher Lambert. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to talk about um, in hereditary and it happened here also one of the swat guys with a what oh
1: yeah
2: that was great that was so funny
0: real reactions in hereditary yeah with the the seance i think uh, johnny yeah. was like mm. what
2: <laughs> i need to stop th- what i'm talking to my son
0: there's also the one with david tennant when the titanic enters the tARDIS. like oh, what yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> what what oh, like, what like fruit. yeah um Are we um, ready
1: to go? There's a couple of more things I want to bring up. A1 is, uh, to come back to the SWAT team, right? The SWAT team are useless because the only thing they turn up and do, they turn up with 15 minutes to go of the film, not the time limit of the the game, I think. Um, Uh, The tech team? Yeah, the tech team. The tech team then can't detect that the feed they're watching is from a TV in another building. They can only detect where the TV is coming from. I mean... They can't go, wait a minute, this isn't a live feed. Like what tech team is this?
2: I know if the FBI and the and I was about to say CSI, uh, and
1: <laughs> the EIEIO, the FBI and the CIA.
0: Yeah, well, you know, uh,
1: uh, I thought the about CSI and then the CIA, CIA, the CIA. <laughs>
2: you know, in the CSI guys,
1: CSI and the FBI meet up and with t- team up against the CIA. It's an EIEIO. <laughs> I hate you, old McDonald. <laughs> old mcdonald had a cia E-I-E-I-O.
2: <laughs> if the fbi and the cia have a tech team like that they should fire them immediately well, well,
1: it, that's no. all i wanted to say this, the csi team are going enhanced,
2: enhanced.
1: <laughs> oh yeah that's i'm enhancing that. the image i'm rotating 75 degrees to look at it at a different The angle. velocity
2: of the <laughs> can no, we but get,
1: can we get an enha- oh no the other one is like can we reflect can we get the reflection in the person's eye we can see, <laughs> see that we can see the bagel
0: sign in the window that's how we know he's on 7th avenue no, but that, that's a technicality. But if the feed is going out, you can't, like, I mean, um, anyone except the fact that we re-air episodes, so I write, like, uh, when we aired again the Nosferatu episode, as if it was live, No, obviously people will know, because uh, I said, like, okay, this is just a re-air thing, but if you get some stuff out, you have not, well, I don't think you have any way to know that it was uh, recorded or live stuff, except if it says live.
2: I guess so, I don't know,
0: but yeah, the time I that f- it, you
2: just feel like uh the tech team would know what was outgoing ingoing, like if it was live, surely there'd be like a feed that they could I mean maybe in two thousand and five maybe not, but
0: yeah, yeah, That's but true. they get the feed, it's just that the actual source of the feed in the house well anyway um what was your other point the other point i'm just trying to remember oh yeah i have
1: um the one thing that annoys me is i know it's there for the twist that we end up in the 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 bathroom again i'm like so we're now meant to believe that that bathroom was below that house that they were in you know like that is connected to that house Mm -hmm. unless they were running down that corridor for like three miles or whatever because i'm like that i don't i don't know if i buy that the, yeah. That house is was over the the bathroom. Because I'm like, why was that bathroom
0: there? Yeah, they wanted to do some fan service, for sure. But, of course. But uh, th- it,
1: it does seem a bit strange. I'm like, why would there be a house above this bathroom? But that's just me nitpicking, I guess.
2: But then again, it could have been just, like, constructed by Jigsaw himself. Uh,
1: maybe it's like a... a yeah it's like a torture
2: house room i don't think he
1: built that i think it's like maybe if they were like working on sewers or underground stuff and it's like just an extra like bathroom and stuff for workers or something like that right like a pretty grotty room like
2: how in jigsaw uh she talks about oh this is a farm that was leased to Jigsaw's ex-wife, who ha- then is the oh, <laughs> we haven't even because got she's to dead. Yet. Blah blah.
1: blah. Yeah. so we haven't even got to Jill yet. Oh
2: god. I mean, this will come later. But I think it's yeah. four
1: that Jill turns up.
2: Adam hates her. I I kind of agree. It's
1: just, no, it's just the character is terrible. Anyway, um, what was the other point? The other point was how is there two houses that look identical? I, I know houses like I've seen places on on right guard, right guard the deodorant right move the website of like houses that has like similar layouts to what our flat is but the flat that the tech team the SWAT team get to is identical to the room that they were because that's the same isn't that the whole thing that's the the same, same but it's the same house but before or after no so the tech team leave at the same time as matthew leaves and matthews goes to another house so the tech team go it's another house it's, the game was never played in the room where the the SWAT team go that's a completely different house Oh,
2: so the SWAT team go to a different house but Ma- Matthew goes
1: to the right house so detective
2: was. Matthews goes to the house where the game was but um like an hour later
1: yeah like a different time from when the game was played but the SWAT yeah. team never arrive at the where the traps are they arrive at a completely yeah. different house
2: yeah so I mean jigsaw's been busy what do you want
1: <laughs> it's yeah. just like the two houses look identical, the same. I'm like, what?
2: what? Oh. Well, maybe not identical, but it, kind of.
0: Well, uh, well, similar the, enough. Like yeah. the same staircases and in the same. Like. Uh, that flat we're in right now is kind of practically the same that the one I was with PJ in like uh, two years ago. So. I mean, yeah,
1: I guess. Yeah. I guess. Uh, maybe I'm just being a bit mean. But, but
2: it's like a farmhouse, so it's like a exactly E-I-I-O. the
0: same. C I C I A. Yeah, but when the, the SWAT team opened the door, I was trying to look if there was the exit. It's Again, not there. It's, it's not, not there. there no, ah. it's a different house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That,
2: that's, right. that's right. Very cool. Eagle-eyed. <laughs>
1: eagle-eyed. Yeah, you should be. Oh, that's the two things we haven't mentioned are the, the what will eventually be the wheels coming off the bus for the Saw series that Carrie Elways is Doctor Lawrence is alluded to in this film yes. being the guy that does the surgeries. Uh, from all of the subjects because there's no way that John can I mean it's, it, we will see how John ma- is able to make the traps very soon um, but because of the lawsuit that Kerry put, uh filed for with regards to not receiving payment he believed he was entitled to or agreed upon, uh, I will link an article that describes it because I'm not reading articles anymore after the Ghostbusters Gate. Um <laughs> Uh, Kerry Always is done with the Saw He's like, I'm not coming back. And ultimately, that will be the the one of the major flaws in this series is too many characters are introduced to cover up for. We kind of needed Kerry Always as Doctor Gordon because he was from Saw One. It would make the most sense. Yeah. Uh, that was one thing I wanted to mention. Yeah, it's um,
0: interesting because now, um, yeah, that's yeah, good point.
1: Because you see the the tape when it's like the guy hobbling to like at the table, which is obviously because Doctor Gordon has one leg now, well, an, an artificial foot. And the other point is that there's a fan theory that is born from this film, which will be blown apart by the next film. But the fan theory was that Adam is still alive uh, because the body on the floor, the bullet mark is in the wrong place. So in the, I mean, it's, I in really Sol- hope
2: that there isn't a Saw 8 and there's Adam as a 50-year-old man. Well,
1: that's the thing. We'll get into it when we talk about Saw 7, but obviously Saw 7 is an amalgamation of two films um so we'll talk about stuff like that at the end but that's the other major thing that we should probably have alluded to that Oh, and of course, the, the twist. We haven't talked about the twist yet.
0: Yeah, there maybe like the script uh, person, I, because, I, yeah, we haven't indeed, but um, it was obviously not filmed at the same it's, The story continues, but it's two different sets. Like the new, delegate, rotting people are completely different. Like they remade the whole thing. So that happens to have the thing in the wrong side. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's probably a continuity
1: flaw and that's why people were like, oh wait, that's, he's alive. It's more cryptic.
2: It's, it's more, it's probably more plausible that the production team forgot where he was shot and didn't have time to think about it and go back and watch the first film Mm -hmm. and so they just put a gunshot at some place on his body
0: yeah Mm, um so yeah twist game over game over shawnee
1: smith
2: it's it's amanda
1: so i'm trying to work out because there will be a point in this series where the cheat the twist will just be cheap and we're like oh come on um i'm thinking i'm looking at you Saw six <laughs> I mean, um when we get there you'll see why uh so the i the mo- i watched it this time knowing the twist obviously and going is there any hints to that amanda is not is in on the game there is one big one that i don't i wonder if you two guys have spot so i'm gonna see if you could figure it out do you did you spot anything that cl- clues you into amanda's and in, in on the game yeah uh is, so, what so, do you think some it
0: ways she was looking at people sometimes mm, well,
1: uh-huh. well I thought it's she She never coughs up blood at all. She never She never seems to deteriorate. Her or Daniel, actually. None of them look like they're getting worse. I mean, he gets like a little paler near the end, obviously. But she is fine. Yes. She never coughs up blood at all. I think that's explained yeah. in three or four.
0: That's true. Yeah. What
1: happens, but the reason for that. But she doesn't cough up blood. And with that in mind, then, the on- the only people that needed to get antidotes is the banker, Xavier uh obby the woman who gets her fan stuck in the box trap oh that's funny as well the box trap why on earth no nobody in the game plays by the rules like they never pay attention to the tape obby doesn't look for the thing to twist he just like tries to get out the door xavier just throws amanda in the pit to do it for him uh i can't remember her name
0: the blonde no
1: The not the blonde Are the they, f- f- trap. hand trap she doesn't even play the tape she just like puts her hand straight in immediately
2: yeah she uh she just uh throws it,
1: throws it, throws it in. I'm, I'm gonna get it so there's only like five people that need to get onto those
0: yeah she only saw the needle actually she said, oh needle and let's go yeah. well
1: <laughs> that's not how it but works yeah, that was the other thing i was going to mention do
0: you do do you believe the
1: twist for amanda does it work do you think
2: yeah i quite like it um
1: yeah it has the uh ash aspect a bit oh for me yeah the android is in on it sort of vibe yeah i get that mm-hmm. the thing is as well that this film is slowly building the idea of the cult of jigsaw like he gets people that once he saves them they become besotted with him oh, and like there a is stockholm syndrome sort of thing
0: there is a pig again here and it's not explained yet but uh, apparently it's coming right
1: it is coming <laughs> it is coming yes i think it's four we get the the pig mask explanation mm.
2: um, emmanuel Vaugier.
1: What, what's her what's her character name
2: emmanuel
1: oh manuel nice
2: her actual name is addison corday
3: emmanuel
1: oh, it's on the i think it's on the cassette it is on the, the thing I, I do remember that but yeah
2: oh i'm sorry sorry i'm sorry her name is addison in the film all right okay. sorry i misunderstood
1: but that's oh. about that was the only other things i had to bring up the now cool we're an hour and 15 minutes that's not too that's much Not too bad that's um bad. a rating yeah sure so anuk yan was saw two good bad or just playing standard anuk
2: um i think this film was good um and i want to flare but i don't know what it is yet
0: should i go over to Jan? yeah i'm gonna flare. think about this one yeah uh, i would say that uh, aristotle would be annoyed by the shattering of the unit <laughs> of the unity of time but um still it was good mm-hmm. excellent manuk you had a the thought Do you want me to
1: go for one
2: um i guess kind of Calm before the storm.
1: (laughs) Calm before the storm. Yeah, Yeah, I still say it's good. I don't think I have a flair. I don't think it it needs one. I think I think it's obviously it's, it's a, is it a good follow up to the first one? Uh, yes and no. It's not really if you, what you liked about the first one is the whole psychological thriller aspect of being trapped in the room and getting out. I don't think that really exists here because there is no, it's never really implied in the, in the A plot that they can get out before the time. They just have to get antidotes. Which is a bit of a shame, but it, that's what they're going for, and it it's, it works fine. But for me, it's still good. it's still good. And with that in mind, Anukyan, yep. would are you? Would you continue to the next one after seeing this one?
2: Y- yes, but I'd be worried. Like I'm worried.
1: But are you worried because you have fears about sequels? No, are because you worri-
2: I, well, yes, yes, yes. Or- I'm worried because I usually worry about. Th- if not the second one, definitely the third one. I'm worried.
0: Right, okay, fair enough. Um. Well, it ends with John Kramer in the van with a cheeky smile on his face. So, you know, he's up to some other stuff. So, yeah, I would like to know what's coming. What he's up
1: to, yeah. Me too. I'm the same. I'm still carrying on with this series.
0: So, yeah, there we go. That was Saw 2. Okay. Um, so, we were... Adam. Anouk. And Jan. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye,
2: guys.
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Good, the Bad and the Just Plain Standard Podcast. If you like what you heard, you can leave us a review via iTunes. If you want to keep up to date with what we're doing, you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Good, Bad, Standard Podcast on both platforms. If you fancy seeing the live streams that we talk about on the podcast, they can be found on YouTube.com. You search for milk in a wine glass. There are other bits and bobs on there too, just to see what Jan's up to during the week. And if you really like us, like really, really like us, why don't you head on over to patreon.com slash goodbadstandardpodcast and have a look if you want to support us. Any small donation is appreciated.